All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, July 21st of 2023 here. Last show of the week. We do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you have any questions ahead of the weekend here, now is the day to get those in. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. Questions You can send in questions one of three ways. Uh, one of the ways is via support. You can reach us at support at SaberSim.com. You can post questions live in the YouTube chat, and you can post questions in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server, if you're not in our Discord and want to get joined up, there is a link in the description below. Get access to all of our similar channels. Get access to our individual sport channels where users and SaberSim employees here are discussing DFS strategy each and every day, helping each other get better here. But uh, with that said, looking ahead to today, to this weekend, we have an 11-game MLB main slate today. We have a 15-fight MMA card tomorrow. We have NASCAR on Sunday, and then we also have Formula One on Sunday as well. So a lot of sports coming at you this weekend here. Uh, Going to get the app pulled up. Actually have no questions at the moment. So um, if you guys have anything that you want to talk about here, let me know. I was thinking that uh, maybe we could, we could do a little sneak peek of the beta version today. It is the weekend, so, you know, uh, just give you guys a preview of what is coming down the pipe here. So might as well uh, with with not not too many questions today. So let me go ahead and pull that up. I don't want to get into like all the features today, but I just want to give you guys an idea of of what this is going to look like here. So let me let me get this pulled up here, and I will show you guys uh, what this is going to look like. So one quick thing here. Uh, as, as I log on to the beta here, uh, the reason that this is in beta is because that there are still bugs with this. Uh, we're working through that. We have a pro beta feedback channel in the discord here. So basically if your guys are on the, on, on the pro plan, on a paid pro plan here, you can't try this out if you're on a trial, but if you are a pro subscriber here, uh, you have early access to this version of the app. And the reason for that is to help us test. You know, we have a team that is uh, testing and using this app constantly trying to work out all the bugs, but you guys help us out a ton more. And uh, so that is why we we allow the beta users to get early access to these features. A couple, you know, caveats with that. I, I would say that if you're building close to lock, you're in a time crunch, you know, all and, and you run into some issue, just switch back to the normal app. It makes it a lot easier here, uh, you know, because that app is is good and tested and, and all good to go, right? So be careful with running into bugs. Be careful using it really close to lock. But this is what it's going to look like. Uh, we have this, we call this the slate selector up here in the left. Choose your date, choose your slate, choose your sport here, and then it'll show you all the all the slates and you can just click on the one you want. This My Slates um, tab is, is, is pretty cool. So... What it is, is this, these are all slates. And then my slates are slates that you have an entries file for. So say you're playing CSGO, League of Legends, and MLB all in the same day. You can navigate to the my slates tab, and this will show you 
all the slates that you have active entries for. So that's going to be really cool. Just see everything you're playing in a given day at a snapshot here. And then um, what we're doing is we're calling each of these a, a different workspace here. So these aren't individual builds. Basically, you can run a build over and over in the same uh, workspace, and then it will just basically uh, iterate over that build. So basically, I'm going to make my two changes to projections here. I'm going to click build lineups, and then you notice that there's not going to be a new pop-up here where it takes you to a new build, right? So every all the changes you make to minimax exposures, to ownership, to projections, um, it's all going to stay here, right? And we didn't love the going to a build, going to the home screen, going to a build, going to a home screen with all the back and forth here. Uh, so we're trying to streamline that process, keep it all within the same window here, right? So you can see that my lineups are building over here on the right-hand side. I still have access to the basically what was the home screen uh, data here. So lineups are finishing up on the beta at the moment. And then I'm going to have to get used to saying, uh, you know, getting into the post build here. There is no more post build, right? We are just all right here, all 24-7. So I, I, I accidentally built 5,000 lineups, which is why it's taking a little longer here. Usually I just built 500. But, um, you know, these lineups are finishing up. And then, boom, we are now, you know, uh, we have our set of lineups here. So I can increase this in size. I can decrease this in size, which is similar to the main app here. I have access to my mini uniques. I have access to my saber scores. I have access to my filters here. And then the great thing that I can do now is over here on the left-hand side, once the build is run, um, I'm going to get these exposure and pool exposure columns populating here. And then let's say that, you know, I'm making adjustments to my build. Let's say that, you know, I run into the can't meet exposures message, right? So I'm just going to demo this here. Uh, let's say that I'm building 150 lineups. And I'm just going to make a bunch of adjustments here to uh, try and mess this up. So I'm going to try and go 0% Lance Lynn, 0% Otani, 0% Clark Schmidt. I'm going to hit apply. Okay, still have enough lineups. Going to get rid of a couple other guys. It's because I built 5,000 that this is happening. But basically, I'm going to keep going until I get there. We're getting closer to the end here. Maybe if I adjust stack types or something. Uh, let's go no five threes. And let's go no five twos. Oh, okay. So I kind of already got there. Uh, there's only two lineups in my set at the moment. I just didn't realize it. Uh, there might be some issue where the uh, plot, the uh, the error message isn't popping up. That's kind of what it looks like here at the moment. So I have 13 lineups. So this is one of the reasons to be careful on the beta, like we talked about. My projections, let's, let's get rid of some of these zeros until I get back to 150 lineups. Okay, so I'm back to 150 with Otani. Maybe I want to do Otani at 50%. So I'm down to 88 lineups. Okay, unable to meet exposures, right? So if I hit keep editing, what I can do is I could just run a new build and it will take 
all of the exposure. So there's no more sending your builds back to the home screen, right? That's kind of what we're talking about here is like, this is the home screen, right? So if I want to run a build with these guys, with these pitchers at 0% and with these stack type adjustments, all I need to do now is go back to, I think it's, Okay, I'm going to close my lineups, save to contest, save to favorites. Okay, so so just a caveat here. Okay, so, so I'm on lineups right now. I need to go back to settings. And then once I go to settings, I can just rerun my build here, and I'm going to only build 500 this time. Building lineups, again, will cause all of your previous lineups to be discarded. Yes. So basically, I'm overriding the lineups that I built. So, hey, I built 5,000 5, lineups. Uh, it didn't meet my exposures. I'm just going to rebuild 500 lineups this time. The 5,000 are going to go away, but these new 500 are going to have all the minimax exposures that I set as part of this build. So that is one, one big change here, right? And then something else that I wanted to talk about that I don't remember anymore, but, uh, but anyways, we'll we'll wait till this build finishes and then I'll jump into that next thing. But you could see that, you know, this process does not involve any back and forth between different builds and the home screen. I'm in one workspace here. I'm still in this build one workspace. And then um, I was just able to redo my build with the adjustments that I wanted, right? So taking a little longer because I have all of these minimax exposures, but it is working as intended here. So that part is great. Uh, see a lot of people tuning in here. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into our Friday stream. I'm just doing a little demo of the beta version here. So we didn't have any questions when we jumped on here. See a couple of questions rolling in. Uh, so we will get to those as soon as I'm kind of done with this demo. But but now, right, I'm gonna have all I'm gonna have 500 new lineups with the adjustments that I wasn't able to get to in my last iteration of this build. And then one other really, really cool thing here is if I want to some something that a lot of people are requested like hey i want to do one build with uh i'm taking this angle on the slate and then i want to build you know 20 lineups and then i want to do another build with another 20 lineups and then put them all together right can i do that the answer was no for a long time so with this new version of the app you are going to be able to do that so uh you can see i have my 20 lineups here if i use this star it's going to hit save it's saved to favorites so then now these 20 lineups are going to go to this favorites tab. And then now that I'm in the favorites uh, workspace here, I have my 20 lineups. If I created a new, new workspace and then did another build with another 500 lineups here, and then I, I'm just going to do this basically on default. Uh, you could see that now that I opened up a new workspace, all of these pictures are rechecked, right? So, so that is how you attack the slate from different ways, right? Like, Hey, in my build one workspace, I got rid of all these pictures. In my build two workspace, I'm okay keeping all of these pictures, right? And then now I'm going to do this second build uh, that maybe, you know, is going to be my less aggressive uh, angle on the slate. And then I'm going to run this. And then I can star these 20 lineups. And then all 40 of those lineups are going to go to my favorites. And then from my favorites, I can fill my contest. So now you have a way of saying, hey, I want to take 20 lineups from this build, 20 lineups from that build, combine them, and then use those lineups to fill my CSV, right? So I think that is super cool here. So then now I have my new build here. 
my 20 lineups. I'm going to hit that favorite button. Favorite. Okay, so this isn't activating per se here, but when I go to favorites, all 40 are in here. So I thought that, you know, when once you click it, it like uh, stays green to let you know that it's active. So maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I'll, I'll talk to the team about that. But you can see that I do have 40 lineups here now. And then from here, I would be able to fill my entries, right? So then I would just do uh, save to contest would be the way that you would do that. And then uh, if I had contests, they would go to here. I would get my unique random, unique rank, all of that kind of stuff here, right? So a little bit streamlined. Some of these features that have, people have been asking for for a long time are coming. So just a little demo here about, about how the uh, beta works. All right. Jumping back to the main app here. Got one question from Daniel. Daniel said, saw the adjusted ownership and really didn't understand what was going on. I know before we before we were using optimal rates before an update, how you would go about optimal rates or is it just represented with adjusted ownership? Okay, so good question here. So we have this adjusted ownership column. So do not confuse adjusted ownership with some type of optimal rate here. Uh, basically what adjusted ownership is, we did a segment on it, I think in yesterday's show, but I'm happy to touch on it again here. What adjusted ownership does, it looks at the ownership of the players and then it looks at their range of outcomes. So if I were to look at Shohei Otani here, if I click on his name, I'm going to see his range of outcomes. These are all of his outcomes in a summary format from our thousands and thousands of simulations. So his projection is 21.98. We'll just round up to 22. His most likely outcome is actually somewhere closer to like 25 to 27 here, but a lot of his outcomes are very close to this mean. So his range of outcomes looks more like a bell-shaped curve, which means he's a lot more normally distributed uh, would be the proper term here. If I go over to my batters, one last thing on Ontani. His adjusted ownership is 28%. His actual ownership is pushing 27. So these numbers are very close. So what this adjusted ownership says is like, hey, uh, Otani's ownership is, 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 uh, warranted. He's, he's worth this ownership here. If I go to batters, right. I look at our highest owned batters. Corbin Carroll is 21% owned. His adjusted ownership is pushing 31%. So almost a 10% disparity here. And that's strictly because his most likely outcome is zero points, which, which is 20% of the time. And he has this big tail event, right? This, this graph looks nothing like the Otani graph, right? This is a big right skewed data set here. And the reason his mean is at 10.5, you know, if you look at like 10, 10.5, it's like 13%, 6%. So somewhere around 10% of the time he's getting to that number. And he has all of these outcomes at 1%, 2% that are really high scoring where he hits, you know, two home runs and, and has a crushes, right? Or has multiple stolen bases, couple doubles, something like that, right? So it's these tail event outcomes that that don't happen very often, but when they do happen, they're really high fantasy point score that are pushing his mean up here, right? So his mean is 10.5. His median here is eight, right? So those, those high scoring outcomes have a much bigger effect on the mean than the median here. Uh, so the builder is looking at that range of outcomes and saying, whoa, hold up. You know, this guy is not a shoe in uh, to get this 10.5 
projection. It's it's not one of his most likely outcomes, right? So we want to inflate his ownership. That way in the post build, when we use our negative weight on average adjusted ownership in Sabre score, he actually gets uh, he gets hurt. Lineups with him get taxed. Uh, the builder is saying, hey, be careful not putting this guy in too many lineups. You know, he is he is um, not just a great play just because of just because his average projection is high here. So that is what adjusted ownership is trying to capture here, right? Uh, what you're talking about with the optimal rates is something that we've talked about in terms of like a research build here. So basically what you do is you turn correlation down to zero. You turn sim diversity up to 10. This would be like a true, uh, re- a true like uh, optimal rate here. So basically what we're doing at sim diversity 10, we are taking one sim from each game on the slate we are putting them all together and creating a single slate simulation. We are running that simulation. And then from those outcomes, we are building the best, the highest scoring lineup possible, right? So that would be what we would call a sim optimal here. We are taking one game from each slate, from one sim from each game, putting them all together, simulating it out, building the highest scoring lineup. And then that is in effect the optimal lineup for that slate simulation, right? So from, from that, you know, we're going to do that. It, we're going to do that process. We're going to iterate over that 500 times to build you a pool of 500 lineups. And then the exposures, the pool exposures from that build, we would say are our optimal rates, right? So I'm going to do that here, make my two adjustments in the home screen. My sliders on 0, 10, going to build 500 lineups. Just going to start this build here. And then when I get into the post build, you know, we use those pool exposures to try and identify plays that are positive or negative leverage compared to their ownership here. And then um, try and draw conclusions about how we want to attack the slate from a strategy perspective from, from that build, from those pool exposures here, right? So those are what are going to be closer to your optimal rates here, not adjusted ownership. So very clear distinction there. All right, so I'm in the post build here. I'm going to scroll over to the right where I have my pool column. This is how much each player is showing up across the pool here. So although Otani is in 75% of our top 20 lineups, he's in 28.9% of our pool. So his pool exposure is very close close to his ownership. Uh, If you want to use the leverage column, just set the number of lineups at the top to uh, however many lineups are in your pool. So that's going to be 647 here. Now I don't need to use the pool column. I just need the exposure column. Now I can sort by positive and negative leverage here. So some of our negative leverage plays are going to be these high-owned hitters here. Ellie De La Cruz, Corbin Carroll, who we were talking about. Uh, Framber Valdez is, is a pitcher who we're pretty under on here. And then positive leverage plays, right? Um, not seeing really anything for pitchers. Seeing some small positive leverage for Atlanta and, and White Sox hitters here. But that is... This is going to be closer to your optimal rates. All right. Good question there. Ryan said, what are your thoughts on the MLB FanDuel single game format? I like that FanDuel is unique from DK in that it is just batters. Don't have to worry about relief pitchers. Uh, Okay. So good question here. Let's go over to FanDuel. Let's go over to their single game format. So one thing. Um, that FanDuel does, you know, that DraftKings does, doesn't, which makes the game a little bit more 
uh, intuitive, a little bit different, right? Is that they have different multipliers, right? They have an MVP, they have a star, and they have a utility, right? So a little bit different than their NBA format, where I think they have an MVP, a star, a pro, and a utility. They have they have four slots, but here they only have three, right? And then the other caveat is what you mentioned, where they do not have pitchers, right? This is all batters. So with batters being so high variance, I think it's really interesting, right? Um, couple ideas, couple thoughts here is to, you know, make sure that you're using all batters in the batter, batting order, right? If we sort by ownership here, our top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, our top 11 owners uh, batters by ownership are all within the top one through six of the order here. So I think that, you know, there's a, uh, the edge to be had here is playing some of these batters that are lower in the order. And then Saber Simmons is going to help you out with that a lot here, right? Because we have game simulations. We have game scripts for how these games play out. Uh, there, there are plenty of game scripts where batters seven, eight, nine are a big part of the scoring of the fantasy point scoring, right? It only takes one home run. Uh, you know, maybe you get that wraparound effect where number eight, eight batter gets on and then that goes right up to lineup batters in the lineup one two three right get that guy in so baseball is this huge team scoring environment where a lot of times a batter is getting on maybe stealing a base especially with the rule changes here right and then somebody else is getting a hit that that runner on base is scoring a run points for him the batter gets a hit and rbi points right and then now they're on base for the rest of their team. So I think it's probably very, very wrong to just optimize based on average projections here. Uh, because if you see the batters higher in the order are going to be higher on average. Yeah, of course. But that doesn't mean that, you know, batters seven, eight, nine aren't going to come into play here. Right. So I think that the ability to simulate these games out gives you a big edge and will get you to some constructions that might look funky. Like, Hey, I'm playing, six nine three four right it doesn't look like a conventional stack but that's actually kind of what you want right so lean on the game sims let them guide you as to the constructions i would say don't get um afraid of playing these weird type of order constructions with your lineups all right uh billy said can you show the contest sims so referring back to the beta here uh yes i can do that for you guys here but let me hit this one from franklin first hold on let me get saber sim pulled back up before I jump back and forth between beta, uh, Franklin said, oh, this is, this is beta. Oops. Um, what am I looking at here? No, that's beta. I have two Saber Sims open, so it doesn't work perfect. Okay. So this is normal app. Uh, Franklin said, how do you target players in the early tee times in golf? Great question. So let's go to DraftKings here and let's go to golf. Okay, um, we're not going to know the tee times for round three until round two finishes. We know all the players that get cut, et cetera, here. But let's say that you were just playing the weekend here, right? And let's say that you wanted to do a build that focused on golfers here that did a early tee time. Maybe you thought that the weather was going to be a little bit better and you wanted to focus on golfers, I would say, before 1130, right? So the way I would do this is to set a lineup rule and it's going to be like this one that we built here. I think we did a demo of this before the tournament started where it's going to say um, 
use at least four. So there's six players, right? So I want to value the players early by just using more of them, right? So you can say use at least four. I, I like at least because it leaves the option to use five players. And then you're going to add this requirement. And then the first drop down is going to be tea time. And then the second drop down is going to be before. And then in this window here, I'm just going to type 1130. And then it's AM. Uh, this is 1130 AM for me here on the West Coast. And then I would just save that rule. Uh, if you save it as a manual rule, you can see what this rule is doing. So it's creating one rule. It's going and grabbing every golfer whose tee time is before 1130, putting them in one big group and saying, use at least four from this set of players, from this subset of players. So 78 players tee, tee off before 1130. I'm saying use at least 78 of them here. But a lineup rule is going to be your best friend for getting that done. Okay. And uh, jumping back to the beta here for our last question at the moment from Billy. If anybody has any last questions that they want to get in, now's a great time to do that. So I'm on the beta. Uh, so, so let's just take these two builds that I ran here. So this was my first build here where I made all of my adjustments um, to my players here. And then I have this second build here. So a couple different ways to run a contest sim. So you can hit run contest sim under settings. You see this option here, but you have contest sim settings down here at the bottom. So the way to do this is you have to decide what your field lineups are going to be. So we, another cool thing with this update, we're releasing all these different options for ownership here. So you're going to see Saber sim ownership. You're going to see these drop down. We're going to have over 10 different options for ownership here. So basically what we're doing is we are grouping these by low stakes, by high stakes. Is it a high stakes single entry? Is it a low stakes 150 max, right? So MME are basically your 150 max contests here. So in your contest sim settings, you can decide uh, what, what ownership you want to use here. So maybe I'm playing um, the 50 cent mini max, right? So I'm going to go click Saber Sim low stakes MME. And then we are going to generate field lineups for that contest here, right? And then you pick your contest size settings here. So um, how big is your contest? What is the percent of first? How many entries get paid? And then how many Sims do you want to run? So these are your settings that you can choose here. And then you would just run your contest Sim. And then, so let's say I hit run here. So what it's doing is it is taking my inputs it is running a sim, running the contest sim 20,000 times for each lineup. And then if I toggle back to lineups here, uh, basically once this contest sim is done, once this arrow stops spinning here, I'm going to get additional summary statistic information underneath each lineup here. So this can take a little bit to run. Uh, I don't know exactly how fast it runs, but it just finished up here. And then so now I'm in my lineups. Now underneath each lineup, I am seeing SIM ROI, win rate, cash rate, and then ROI standard deviation. So a lower standard deviation is going to be better than a higher one here. That means that, you know, your lineups aren't so boom or bust here. And then you're going to also be able to sort by these options. So ROI, win rate, cash rate, uh, ROI standard deviation. So that is how you run a contest SIM. And those are the metrics that get generated from that. So making it a very streamlined process for you guys here. So I'm really excited about the beta. Uh, like I said, if you guys are on a paid SaberSim Pro plan, you guys have op the ability to come and test this feature out. Uh, you know, make sure you're in the Discord because that's where all the communication is happening in regards to all of these features and bugs and updates and stuff like that. So the Pro and the Pro Feedback Channel are the best place to be.
Franklin said, do you have any good MMA rules besides using GeoMean? Thanks. Uh, really good question here. So going to get back to the normal version of the app here. So for MMA, one thing that I really like to do here, I basically like to do this for like all six player formats is run a build on zero, zero settings here, which is basically cash settings. You could change it to cash if you want. And then I'm just going to make my two adjustments to projections really quickly. And then I'm going to run this. So running this cash build, what it's going to do at zero, zero settings is it's going to optimize based on projected points. So take any other optimizer in the industry here, a traditional optimizer as, as it's known by optimizing based on projected score. We even change the sorting metric to projected score by default away from Saber score here. And then these are the combinations. These are the lineups that it is going to spit out, right? The big caveat here is that this is using SaberSim projections here, right? So um, other opt other tools, you know, they're going to use their projections to get it. So it might not be perfect, um, but it's going to be really close, right? And then you're going to be able to see what fighters are coming up the most often. One thing that I like to do is, okay, take this um, fighter that's coming up very often. Who what other fighters are they being combined with very often, right? So you can use this plus magnifying glass. So then now I'm looking at only the lineups with Ferez Ziam here. And then I'm seeing which players, which fighters are very often grouped with this fighter. I think it works really well for high-owned fighters. Like if you sort by salary here. So let's do Tom Aspinall here. Um, Aspinall is in, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the magnifying glass. And then I'm going to sort by exposure. This is going to show me all the fighters that are being used with Aspinall. So then now, basically what I'm trying to do is figure out if people are paying up for a fighter, who are they most likely to pay down for, right? And then somebody that sticks out to me, probably probably Kianzad here, you know, 7,100 in 68% of the lineups that Aspinall is. And then you get some salary relief at 7,100, right? So I'm trying to figure out what are going to be the most popular combinations? One that always sticks in my head here was in the NBA Finals. Uh, you had Nikola Jokic at captain, but he was so expensive that you had to pay down somewhere. And so a lot of people were playing Jeff Green. It was a pay up for Jokic and the captain, pay down for Jeff Green in the utility, right? And then by knowing that, you can make decisions about if you want to play that combination, if you want to limit that combination, and then you can figure, figure out how you want to approach the slate from there. But those are the kind of the things I'm trying to figure out. Uh, op, uh, run this cash build, sorting by projected score, figuring out what are the most common players, what are the most common combinations that a lot of a lot of other users in the contest are going to be uh, doing here, right? So that's that's another good tip for MMA trying to get different without using a geo mean rule here, right? So I think that's great. You could also look at salary, right? Uh, trying to use less than the max salary to not make those max salary constructions. All right. Question from AK. What are your thoughts on approaching pre-builds with filters such as show my own greater than 0%? Okay. Uh, so filter, let's go to, let's go to MLB for this one. I think this is like a bigger MLB question. AK said, I have seen this discussed in discord and have had, and had good experience with it in NBA, but what about other sports such as MLB and M MMA? Okay, so Andy did a video like a while back. I think it was like last NFL season saying where he, he what he, something that he does is 
he would basically do a filter to filter out anybody whose ownership was less than 2%, basically trying to basically building on the idea that uh, DFS markets are getting better and better. So if somebody is 2% owned, they're probably 2% owned or less for a reason. And I don't even need to play those guys. Uh, that is like the 80, 20 approach here, right? So kind of similar to what you're saying, it's like, Hey, what if I just uh, got rid of all players that are going to be like basically 0% owned here? I don't mind that. I think it's an 80, 20 here where you're getting most of the benefit with less of the time here. There are going to be plays that, you know, do well at low ownership, but it's going to, it's going to be, you know, a little bit far and few between, and nobody's saying that you're going to need those guys to win, especially in MLB. Right. I think I, I use this example often where I saw that Dr. Toy, a Sabersim user got second place in a FanDuel contest and he had 233.2 points. The winning score had 233.3 points in their nine player lineup. They only shared one player. So MLB of all sports is going to be a sport where you can win from so many different directions here, right? From so many different angles that I think it's okay to make some of the decisions that you're talking about, do some 80, 20 to save you time up front, knowing that, Hey, even if I don't have the same players as the winning lineup does, uh, I could still have got to a winning lineup with a different type of construction, right? So maybe there's one 1% owned guy uh, who goes off and you set your limit at 2%, you know, that that doesn't mean you're ruled out of the slate. Like you could still win on this slate with some other type of team or stat construction, right? So I think it's okay. Definitely saves you some time. Uh, you know, you might miss out on some plays, but if you're okay accepting that, then I think it's fine. All right. Uh, we are all caught up with questions at the moment, everybody. So while we wait for any last questions to come in, just want to remind you guys, if you guys are not playing over on owner's box, highly recommend taking advantage of our partnership with them. We were the first major optimizer to support owner's box at the beginning of the MLB DFS season here. They're an up and coming DFS site. A lot of their contests are overlaying at the moment. You can find contests where they are paying you to play your $5 entry becomes $6 by the time the contest starts no rake, reduce rate contest. The user base is a lot softer than what you're going to find on DK, FanDuel, or Yahoo here. And then if you use promo code Saber or SaberSim when you sign up, one, you get up to a $500 deposit bonus. Two, we will track your entry fees for you and you can earn free months of SaberSim just by playing on the site and nothing else. Each time you hit one of our prize tiers, we will reach out to you, let you know, hey, you have earned a free month of SaberSim. Do you want to cash in on that or wait till the next tier? If, um, once you cash in on whatever tier you choose, we will reset your tracking to zero and you will automatically start earning towards your next free month here. There is no limit on the amount of credit that you can earn while this promotion lasts. But with that being said here, uh, no more questions. Glad I was able to do a little beta demo for you guys here. You know, these updates are coming down the pipe sooner rather than later. So be on the lookout for any news around them here. Uh, Enjoy your guys' weekend. Good luck to all of you in your DFS contest. If you guys are building lineups over the weekend, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel. Let it sit there until Monday. It gets us a steady queue of questions for our next show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm Andrew. As always, take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.